You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. Coming to Santa Clara where we met, Golden State, where the weather's the same all year round, 75 degrees, and then you know, being here, but I uh, wasn't planning for the rain, and uh, praise the Lord for that, so I had to go buy a jacket, and uh, that was a blessing. I was like, man, I really don't need another hoodie, but I guess I need it because I'm going to freeze to death because I hate the cold. I hate it. I can't stand it, and uh, it, this is cold for me, if you haven't noticed, uh, but it, it's been a joy. It really has been just being able to fellowship and be with everyone again, and uh, just looking forward to seeing what the Lord does here and where uh, the Lord leads us in our next steps, and so would you please take your Bibles, we'll open up to the book of Acts, chapter number 8, and tonight I'll have you stand for the whole sermon, uh, since I didn't have you stand this morning, I'm just kidding, we'll stand for honor of reading God's word here tonight, Acts chapter number 8, and we'll read a little bit lengthier passage, 15 verses, but I think hopefully we can, you can bear with me, but if you're physically not able to, you can stay seated there, uh, but Acts chapter number 8. And uh, I love Philip. Philip was uh, an evangelist. He was an apostle. He was a disciple. He was one of the seven. He had a, a lot of different things that he was, but this man was on fire for the Lord. And uh, I love reading about Philip and just seeing what the Lord did through him. And so that's where we're going to be here tonight with uh, Philip in Acts chapter number 8 and verse number 26. The Bible says, And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And here, sorry, I did not, I did not, you can go ahead and read with me there on those odd verses. I did not clarify that, so my apologies. You were going to be so kind and just listen. You can read with me on these verses. Verse number 27, And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia... And eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot read Esaias the prophet. Then the spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Esaias. And said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I, except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shearer, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation his judgment was taken away, and who shall declare his generation, for his life is taken from the earth? And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this, of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain man, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. 
And he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went both down into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found at Azotus, and passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. And let's pray. Dearly Father, Lord, we just want to thank you so much for this opportunity to be able to gather here tonight. And I pray that as we gather here, because we have been blessed, because we have uh, had the opportunity to hear your gospel and to hear about Jesus Christ, we gather in your name. And I pray that we would just be edified, that we'd be strengthened, that we'd be encouraged, that we would be exhorted to leave here changed. Lord, I pray that if there's somebody here that doesn't know you as their personal Savior, that they would make that decision today. That they would not push it off another moment, but Lord, that they would uh, realize that they need you for salvation. And Lord, we need you each and every day. And Lord, as you are that need, I pray that uh, we would just seek you each and every day. We would seek you here tonight in your word. And I pray that we would just, uh, just strive to be the best Christian that we can be for you. And I pray that we would do that because we are blessed. So we love you and we thank you. And we ask for your blessing upon this service. I pray that you would just use me mightily just to preach your word in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. In this passage here, we see Philip. He is there in, uh, he is there uh, just here in the city here, and he is uh, just being led of the Lord. And the angel of the Lord came to Philip and spake to him, saying, uh, Go down to, the, uh, to Gaza, where it's the desert there. And we see here that he is led of the Lord to go to this place. He does not know why. He doesn't know where, what he's supposed to do or what is going to take place. But yet we find that Philip, he arises and he goes. And we see that uh, Philip goes and he approaches this a man that is sitting in his chariot. And uh, the Holy Spirit convicts him, compels him to go and uh, go next to this man and uh, go near to the chariot there and he goes and he sees him reading the Bible. He sees this man, this Ethiopian man that wasn't a Jew, that, was, uh, that had looked at it and really just, he, he, he saw Judaism to where, he, that's where he started to believe. He started to seek out the, the answers, the truths from uh, the scriptures there. And so obviously he had heard uh, about Jesus or he heard about the Lord of Israel there. And he's reading uh, just here this scripture, and Philip comes and asks him and says, Hey, do you know what you're reading? And you, know, you just kind of imagine this situation here. Somebody just coming up to you, you just imagine you're in your car, all right? And you're sitting there, and somebody, you know, you're reading your Bible there, and somebody just comes up to your window and starts knocking on the window, Hey, and you know, you're kind of a little caught off guard, and they ask you, Hey, do you know what you're reading there? And yeah, I know what I'm reading here, you know, I don't need your help, you know, and just kind of, just kind of, you can, eat. this man was a man of intelligence, he was a man that had authority, the Bible says, this man, uh, he was very well trusted, and he was a, 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 a man that had authority, and just thinking about how this, this man that he doesn't even know comes up to him and just starts asking him if he knows what he's reading, and he willingly, you know, understand, realizing that in his humility that he doesn't understand, he doesn't know, and he's trying to figure out what is taking place here in this passage, and he humbles himself and allows this man to come sit next to him and to share with him what exactly he's, you know, 
to teach him, to, to guide and direct him, to show him what he is reading here. And we see that he later, Philip later begins to preach Christ and this man gets saved and he gets baptized. And it's truly just a, it's a wonderful story. It's a wonderful passage. And we just wonder, man, how does this situation happen? How do things like this take place? And we're going to talk about it in a moment. But just seeing how God was already working in a, in a situation in this man's life that nobody knew and there was no acquaintance there, there was no friendship, no relationship, but God, through a divine appointment, brought these two together so that he could hear the gospel. And what I want us to look at here, I want us to notice these two things from this passage here. The lost seek answers. The lost seek answers. This Ethiopian man, he was seeking for answers. He was seeking for truth. He was seeking, he had questions. He was uh, wondering, what, you know, what is this saying? What is Isaiah the prophet, what is he stating in the scripture here? Who is he talking about? Is he talking about himself or is he talking about somebody else? He was curious of what was taking place and he was seeking answers. We live in a world where they're seeking answers. There's people that are lost and dying and they don't even know it. They're trying to find answers, trying to figure out this life and understand, why am I here? What is my purpose? What, why, what is the purpose of life? They're trying to seek answers of how do I find joy? How do I find peace, fulfillment, happiness, joy, hope? What happens when I die? Where do I go? What takes place? Somebody please help me. And that's kind of the, the, the spirit that our world has. And when that takes place... When that heart is like that, the Lord begins working in the heart of that individual. The Lord, the Holy Spirit, works in that person's life that they are seeking out salvation. But they need somebody to come tell them. And the Lord just is working behind the scenes. And not only do we see the lost seek answers, but the Lord sends ambassadors. The Lord sends ambassadors. He sends people to come and give them the gospel to be a representation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Philip was the one that was sent by the Lord. He was sent to represent Christ, and I love Philip's response. He immediately just obeys. He runs thither to the chariot. Man, just thinking about how he was just being led of the Spirit just to go, and just he takes off running. Why? Because he had realized that he was blessed. He realized of what he had received from Jesus Christ and said, man, I just want to share it with somebody else. He's saying, Lord, who do you have for me? Who do you want to, guide, or who do you want to lead me to? And we just see that the Lord, he sends ambassadors. He sends people to meet the needs of these people, to answer those questions that the people have. In 2 Corinthians 5, 17, the Bible says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ." As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that 
we might be made the righteousness of God in him. We see that we have been saved, and therefore, since we've had the opportunity to receive the grace of God, he has now called us to that ministry of reconciliation, of bringing back God and man. And we, use, we are able to do that because we are in Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus is the only one that can make that way, can bridge that gap. And we are the vessels that are used of the Lord to carry that message, to carry the gospel. Ambassadors is a messenger of the highest rank that is authorized, an authorized representative of his sovereign to a foreign land. And just to see how we are representatives of Jesus Christ, our King, to foreigners, to people who don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, that are not part of the family of God. We are to be those representatives. We ought to uh, be able to be that messenger, that witness for the lost. I see the lost seeks answers, and I see the Lord sends ambassadors. But my question here tonight is, where are the ambassadors at? Where are the ambassadors at? It's a question that I come to ask because I see that there is this need. There's lots of people searching for answers. There's not a lack of lost people. And there isn't a lack of God's power and God's will to send because I know my God is willing that, that none should perish. He desires that all come to repentance, that all come to salvation. We have a God that seeks and desires everyone to trust Christ. So we know that God's not lacking. We know the lost are not lacking. But we ask ourselves, there's a lot of people that are dying and on their way to hell. So where are the ambassadors at? Where are they? Real quick, if I could have, let's have Matthew. Matthew, come on up, all right? I'll have you Matthew Courier, all right? Matthew, you're going to be my ambassador, all right? You're going to go out and be a representation of me, okay? So I want you to go and talk to David Brown, all right? Go talk to David Brown and tell him that my name is Brother Jordan, all right? Hurry, hustle, 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 all right? All right? Just in case you didn't know to, you know that already, but all right, all right, Matthew, come here, all right? Now I want you to go to Brother David, all right? Go ahead, go. Tell him who I am. Can you say it any louder? He's like, please don't make me do that, all right? All right, Matthew, come here real quick, all right? So he's my, he's my representative, all right? He's my ambassador, all right? If I am sending, all right, don't go anywhere, okay? I'm going to tell you to go places, but don't go anywhere, all right? Okay? I want you to go to your dad and tell him who I am. Matthew, go tell him who I am. Matthew, why aren't you going? I told you to go tell him who I am. And what's happening is, this is exactly what is taking place with the Lord. The Lord is saying, go, I'm sending you, I'm compelling you, please go and tell them who I am. Tell them who Jesus is, but what's happening is we're not going. The ambassadors, the people are not going. Christians, people that have trusted Christ, people that have been blessed by Jesus Christ are just keeping it to themselves. Thank you, you can be seated. We have to make sure that 
when we ask ourselves, where are the ambassadors at? It's the church. It's God's people. We are the vessels that God desires to be used to go out and preach the gospel, to go out and share the gospel. We are those ambassadors. People are dying each and every moment of our life. But where are the ambassadors at? It's not that the Lord is lacking in sending people. It's not that the people are lacking in the fact that they're being lost. But it's because there's a lack of ambassadors. So often I try to remind myself and just that it's a very sobering thought. If I fail to be in the ambassador that God wants me to be today, just think of who might be going to hell because you didn't be the witness that I needed you to be. And it's such a sobering thought because we, we can only sow the seed, all right? We, we can't save anybody. But just to think that we're going to not, we're going to hinder somebody from being saved, or maybe if God, you know, God has a plan. I know God's will comes to be exactly how God wants it to be, but God's will is for us to go out and be witnesses so that people can hear the gospel. God desires our entire world to be saved. And if we as ambassadors are not going out, then who will? So tonight, three helps that I've pulled from this passage of how we can be uh, how we can be better ambassadors for Christ. How can we strengthen ourselves as ambassadors? Some helps here from this passage is, number one, we have to be spirit-led. We have to be spirit-led. I look at verse number 26. It says, And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. Now, an angel of the Lord came to him, and guided and directed him. I don't know if it was in a dream. I don't know if it was there in person. I don't know how exactly it took place. But the Lord had directed him, and he followed the Lord's leading. I look here in verse number 29. It says, Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. So the Spirit now is speaking. The same Spirit that we have here today in our own lives, if we trusted Jesus Christ, is speaking to Philip and saying, Go. And we see the response here, verse number 30. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? We have to be spirit-led. Wherever the, lead, the Lord leads us, we ought to have a desire, I'll follow. We ought to make sure that we're seeking his guidance, his direction for our life. And that's the only way that we can truly make an impact for Christ is if we're being spirit-led. So often we... Go soul winning, right? Maybe on a Saturday or our designated soul winning times. And I, I have a, I'll explain this once I make the statement. I have a love-hate relationship for soul winning meetings. I love it because what happens is it's an opportunity for the believers of the church to get together and to go out together as soul winners. I hate it because what happens is we go out soul winning and then we turn off the switch and say, I don't need to go soul winning anymore this week. And we have to change our mindsets that we are being spirit-led wherever, each and every day, saying, Lord, would you please lead me to somebody? Would you please allow this divine appointment to take place to where I could just be used of you to just preach the gospel, to share that with somebody? 
so that they could receive your blessings, so that they could receive Jesus Christ, so that they could receive the grace of God that you have given me. Pastor Corey Sulian, he's a pastor in Colorado, and I don't know if pastor, if you know who he is. Uh, on Facebook, I follow him. He's, he uh, created a Facebook profile called The Soul Winner. And every single day he prays and asks the Lord to allow him to see somebody, or that the Lord would lead him to somebody that is seeking the gospel. And each and every day the Lord brings him across somebody's path to share the gospel with. Just think about that. Every single day, and every day he takes a picture with him, and he posts it on, on Facebook there, and just kind of just shares it with people. And I... and. Many people can look at that and say, oh, well, you know, he's just doing it for show. He's doing it for attention. Okay, I don't believe all that, all right? Because we need to start seeing some people that are just going to have that same desire, that same passion, and that, you know, that, that's convicting to me because that's something that I have to work on myself. My desire is to be an evangelist, one that is just consumed with the gospel, consumed with the fact that people are dying and going to hell and if they could just hear Jesus Christ, that they can know who he is, they could spend eternity in heaven, that they don't have to, they don't have to pay for their sins because Jesus Christ did. And just seeing the, the desire that this man has, it's, it's encouraging to me and it's challenging to me because I ask myself, how many times a day do I pray and say, Lord, would you please lead me to somebody today to meet to give them the gospel, to share the truth of your word. That there's people out there. The lost are there. They're seeking answers. And the Lord wants to send somebody, and lots of times he is. However, we're not allowing the Spirit to lead because it's not Saturday soul winning. We're not allowing the Spirit to lead because it's not my designated time to be a witness. We have to make sure that we are just being ready to be willing vessels just for the Lord to use at any point, at any time. Because we never know when the Lord is going to bring us across somebody's path that we'll have the opportunity to preach and share the gospel. We ought to be spirit-led. I also see from this passage that we ought to study the word. We ought to study the word. If you look here in verse number 30... The Bible says, And Philip ran thither to him, and heard him read the prophet Isaiah, and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I, except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this, He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb, dumb before his shearer, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation his judgment was taken away, and who shall declare his generation for his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this, of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. Now, how could Philip meet this man where he was at spiritually and help him with the need that he had, the questions that he had, and give him the answers. Because he knew the scripture. He knew God's word. And we as Christians, we fall short in our witness. We fall short in being ambassadors. Why? Because we don't know God's word. 
We don't study it. So we're not ready to give an answer. And so what happens is when somebody asks us a question, like this uh, Ethiopian man did, we become fearful of that. And therefore we shy away from soul winning. We shy away from being a witness because we don't feel like we have the answers. And that's why it's very important and very uh, vital that we study the word of God. That we know the truth. That we know the gospel. So that way we can meet them where they're at. We can help them with their need and also preach Christ with that. We have to make sure that we meet the needs of these people scripturally through the word of God and that we can come alongside wherever they're at in their, in their trials of life. Some people might be struggling with uh, addiction. Some people might uh, just have always gone to church but don't really know uh, the Lord Jesus Christ as their, uh, as their Savior. Maybe some of them have been very religious and have uh, done many works. We ought to be able just to open the word of God and show them tr what, what God says about it. And give them the truth. But how can we do that if we don't study the word? If we don't know the truth? We ought to make sure that we study the word. We ought to be spirit led. We ought to, be, to study the word. And lastly, we ought to sow the gospel. Wherever we go. Any chance that we get to sow the seed of the gospel. We ought to do it. At a restaurant. At a gas station. At a park. Anywhere we go, we ought to be so focused to where, man, I got to get the gospel to somebody today. I got I to gotta get it to somebody today, wherever I'm at, whatever I'm doing. But like I said before, it's almost like a switch that we turn off in our mind to where we just go through our daily lives and completely forget about it until we get back to the church for our soul winning meeting. Or we get back to church on Sunday or Wednesday. We ought to make sure that it is a primary focus of our life because people are dying and going to hell. And we ought to be very concerned about that. We look here in verse number 40. It says, but Philip was found, this is after, but Philip was found at Azotus and passing through, he preached in all cities till he came to Caesarea. Just to think that he preached in every city that he went. Everywhere he went, he went telling people about Jesus Christ. If you look back at the very beginning of this passage, in verse number 5, it says, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. He went to everybody preaching the gospel. Everywhere he went, he was preaching Jesus Christ. And that's what we ought to be doing as believers. Because we've been so blessed, we've been so blessed in the fact that we have had the opportunity to receive the grace of God. We've been able to receive that precious gift of Jesus Christ. We ought to have that same desire to sow that gospel so that somebody else can experience the grace of God. We ought to share our testimony. We all know what happened to us when we got saved. We all know what the Lord did for us. And if we don't, then we probably should check our salvation because if we don't know what took place then we're probably not saved. But if we are saved, then we do know what took place, and therefore we can share our testimony, we can share what the Lord has done in our life. Helps for us to be better ambassadors for Christ. We ought to be spirit-led, focusing on, Lord, would you please lead me to somebody today, just following the leading of the Spirit. So we ought to study the Word so that we'd be ready to give an answer for the questions that they may have, and... We ought to just sow the gospel everywhere we go. 
this weekend was exciting to hear a testimony. I didn't get to hear the full thing, and I've asked Brother Frank to come. And at this time, I'll have him come. His pastor just shared a little bit of it. Just a kind of, just a modern day Acts chapter 8 story. And I just want him to share the testimony of what's taking place. Because this can still happen today. The Lord's still working today. That hasn't changed, all right? God is still alive. God's still uh, working the hearts of people. And he wants to use anybody that's willing. And if we're just willing, just seeking to lead others to Christ, he will use us. And so, Brother Frank, would you just share this testimony real quick? So I'll be kind of quick with this. Um, I Uber and I Lyft sometimes on the side. And um, I say sometimes. I've got about 4,000 rides in right now. I've been able to give the gospel hundreds of times. Um, I've had three people get saved in my car while I was driving. I've had one person ask me to pull over on the side of the road because they need to pray right now to this God that I'm talking about. Um, but last Friday, or was, yeah, I guess it was Friday. Last Friday, um, I'm heading back from Sam's Club. We had been picking up some supplies. And for some reason, I just felt I should turn on my Uber app. So I turn on my Uber app, and I immediately get a ride from uh, Adventist Health on Plymouth Street. So I go and pull over, and I pick up uh, this rider. And I ask her, like I ask everybody, how's your day going? She immediately starts to cry, and she says, I'm an alcoholic. And I said, you know, I said, I don't believe anything is by coincidence. And I reach down, and I have a uh, RU track in the side of my car door. And I pass her a track, and I said, I have, happen to work with, it, with people struggling with addictions. And our program is tonight. And over the next 10 minutes while we're giving her a ride to her home, I let her know that we have our ladies leader is amazing. She loves people. She has a great testimony. And she's had true victory over drugs and alcohol in her life. And I kind of give her an introduction to Miss Sarah. And I tell her, I said, I'd really like you to come tonight if you could make it. Well, that evening about 7.05, the program starts at 7, uh, I get a text and it says, are you guys going to come pick me up? And I'm like, well, we're started. I walk out the door and I say, Miss Sarah, I said, I need you to go pick up this young lady. She picks her up, she brings her to RU, and we had a great program. Uh, there were people there that, as far as I know, they're not struggling with any addiction, but it was a good program and we had the opportunity to invest in other people. And this lady listens to the program and afterwards, Miss Sarah says, I'll give her a ride home. And she had to come back and clean but Miss Sarah went and spent two hours with this lady just talking to her about the gospel, hearing things about her life, and just sharing with her. This morning she was in church, and Billy calls me about uh, 1.30, 1.45. He's like, hey, I need you to get a tarp and get a ladder. My house is, you know, water's coming through the roof. And I call Miss Sarah, and I say, where are you? I need you to meet me at my house with a truck so we can grab my ladder. And she says, well, I'm in the parking lot at Dollar General. She goes, Vanessa had to go and get some groceries. She says, but Vanessa just got saved in the parking lot. Amen. And just, just as opportunity presented themselves and just thankful that uh, able to be a part of that. God creates these divine appointments. 
And God wants to do that each and every day. But what's happening is we as ambassadors are failing to be led by the Spirit. And we're not meeting these needs or meeting these calls. And I'm so thankful for Brother Frank and just seeing that, just a modern, you know, him and the Wheelings, modern, modern day Phillips. And that's just because the desire is to be led of the Spirit. And I'm not, there's multiple other people that have had multiple different, you know, stories that are similar to that. But just imagine to see that every day. How exciting that would be. We have a God that can do that. We have a God that's able. But are we asking God to use us in that manner? To use us each and every day to be that witness that he wants us to be? Where are the ambassadors? There's a great need. There's a lot of people that are lost seeking for answers. Let's be used of the Lord to go out and meet those needs through the power of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Dearly Father, Lord, just want to thank you so much for the blessing that we have of being able to be found in your son, Jesus Christ. And Lord, I pray that as we have been blessed, I pray that we would seek to be the ambassadors you have called us to be, to be the, those witnesses, to share the gospel, to share the truths with this lost and dying world. There's a lot of people that are lost, Lord, and I pray that I would be soul and mighty, Lord. I pray that I would be soul conscious, Lord, that I would just be focused each and every day just praying and asking you, Lord, it's easy to forget and easy to go on our, uh, our just our uh, daily routines, but God, I pray that you would just work in our hearts each and every day this week and for the weeks to come, Lord, that we would just be the witness that you'd have us to be, that we would go out searching to be used of you, that we'd be able to share the gospel with somebody that doesn't know who Jesus is. Lord, there's a great need, and I pray that you'd use us. I pray that you just work in the hearts of the people that are here tonight, that we would just be the witnesses you have called us to be. Lord, we love you. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc4me.org. May God bless you.